preparing for a great spiritual life as young people. Amen? Preparing for a great spiritual life as young people. One of us who is very young, but is already uh, close to 60, uh, contacted me and said, thank God for the world, for the young people, but being a young man himself is benefiting from it. Amen. It depends on how you see age. Amen. Uh, for everyone I can see today, I believe all of us can still class ourselves as young people. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes being old is something that is just a matter of our mindset. Hallelujah. And I always want us to think differently. Yes, we know you a certain number of years old, but don't let that define your mentality as to what you can achieve and what you can do for God. Take Caleb as an example. Hallelujah. That's all I just want to say before I press on. How do we prepare for a great spiritual life, in fact, a great life as young people. Because being a witness for Christ is to attain and achieve the greatness that God has put into you. Anyone who, who truly wants to be a witness for God must live to the potential that God has deposited in them. So if you have yet to reach that, to do that, then class yourself as a young man growing to become all that God wants you to be, or a young woman, hallelujah. But our young people, the children, the teenagers, the young adults, this is specifically for you. God wants you to prepare yourself from now to become the witness that God wants you to be. And that is attaining to the greatness of God that is inside of you. You remember that was where we started from in this series. 
Turn with me to Luke chapter one. Luke chapter one. In Luke chapter one, to start with, talking about John, the word that the angel brought to his father, Zacharias. And I'm going to start my reading from verse 13. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. Let me say this again. For each of our children, given to us as God's people, born into our family. The destiny that God has for them is that they will be a source of joy. They will bring gladness, they will bring joy to our homes on account of what God we do and accomplish with them. And that's why I've said it again and again, and some of you have quoted me rightly at different times, that all the children and young people who have stayed under this umbrella, this local assembly, they have no choice. They must attain to everything that God has for them, whether the devil likes or not. Amen. I don't want you to be afraid concerning any one of them, whether in your assessment they are doing well or not. God will fire them up. They will become all that God wants them to be in the name of Jesus. They are born to achieve something great on earth. And the seed, the divine seed of greatness is implanted in them. Hallelujah. It will be great. I'm reading verse 15 now. For it will be great in the sight of the Lord. It will be great in the sight of the Lord. That is the destiny. It will be great in the presence of God. And I want you to keep that in your mind. Always tell yourself, I am born to attain greatness. I am born to attain greatness and greatness I'm going to attain in the presence of God. And that will be in diverse ways. There's not just one way to attain greatness. Is it not true? In life, in every sphere of life, we have talked about great people, the greats, isn't it? 
even if you talk of sports, you can talk about the greats in sports, isn't it? But that greatness will be in the presence of the Lord as God sees it, as God designs it to be. And that's why there's no room for us, even as parents, to compare our children because they are born for greatness in very unique ways. Are you getting this point this morning? Each of them. For the seed of God abides in them and it's a seed of greatness. Whilst your hand is still there because I'm coming back there, turn with me to Psalm 112. I think I'm right. From verse one, praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandment. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. His descendants, his offspring, his children will be considered as one of the mighty ones, the influential ones. You are born for influence. A mark of greatness is influence on others. Hallelujah. It's a clear mark of greatness. When your life begins to influence others, consciously or unconsciously, you are beginning to attain to what God has in mind for you. Of course, what kind of influence are we talking about? Positive influence. That is a blessing that brings joy to society. Hallelujah. Because people can be influential in many different ways. But we are talking about something, don't forget, that people will see and be glad and rejoice. And say, we thank God for this life. We thank God for this young man. We thank God for this young woman. Amen. I thought I needed to say that before I go into other things this morning. But let's read on from that passage. And shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. You remember the other day we we're talking, the word of King Lamuel's mother to his son. He said, you are going to become a king. But one thing you must not give yourself to is drunkenness. You are going to become something. So don't give yourself to something that will destroy your future. That is the reason for all the messages we have been given since. Look at the great future God has for you in his kingdom. Keep it at the back of your mind in whatever you do. And don't give room to anything that can destroy that. Anything that can destroy that. There are things that destroy, sorry, that destroy the future. Take note of them, young people. 
We go on. It says, he will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And I'll be talking about this maybe shortly, or I may just make reference to it now. One indispensable preparation you need to become all that God wants you to do to be. As soon as you have become saved, even if you have become saved for a long time, there are people like that. Paul met some people like that. If you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, it is time to seek to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Are we, are we getting it? This is, this is something we would like to do as soon as we begin to meet physically. It has become a priority. And I've seen the need for it. That before we send our young people out of our homes, we want to be sure that they are baptized in the Holy Spirit. They are full of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. It will enhance your growth. Baptism in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit himself is a teacher. He will guide you. He will teach you. He will direct you. The Bible says he will guide you into all, Jesus said he will guide you into all truth. It's crucial. As many young people as are here desire the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to speak more of that, but it's part of the preparation. Once you have come to know Christ, the Holy Spirit will enhance your growth, your development, your preparation for the great life that God has for you. Amen. We're just looking at, still looking at this man. Let's go on. It says, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. So the influence this man will bring will lead to the restoration of many, will lead to the repentance of many. And we knew that he fulfilled that. Amen. How else can you be a witness? It is about drawing people to the Lord. Our life is meant in whatever sphere of life that is. To draw people, to bring people back to the Lord. Through your own life, through your own testimony. Through the things that God will be doing through your life. You don't necessarily have to be a renowned preacher to do that. You just have a testimony that will turn the heart of people back to God. If that is needed, it is in this age when people have turned their back to the Lord, their God. Amen.
let's go forward. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the father to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready people prepared for the Lord. Just talking about his ministry in this, in this case. Every one of you, you have a niche carved out for you even before you were born by God of the things that you will achieve of the things you are destined to accomplish. Amen. My prayer for you, therefore, this morning is that the Lord, in his own wonderful and miraculous way, will begin to put the vision and the dream of the future that he has for you in your own hearts, in Jesus' name. You need to catch it and own it personally. Amen. Everyone will develop according to the picture, according to the vision that they have caught personally of themselves. That is what will drive you. It's not about what someone has told you. It's about something God has put in your hand. You can see yourself in it. Joseph began to see himself in a place of authority, in a place of influence. Are you getting me? So in preparing for a great future, I'm praying this morning that the eyes of understanding of every young man, every young woman here will be opened to catch the great destiny, the great future that God has for them in Jesus' name. It's something, in, it's something planted deep in your heart. What we call vision is something planted deep in your heart. Hallelujah. You don't necessarily have to dream in the night for you to have it. But it will be planted in you. You will see yourself in it. You can picture it in yourself. There can be no preparation for a future that you have not conceived in your heart. And I'm praying that as this word is going out, every of our young people, young adults, even children amongst us, will begin to see the things that God will have them be and attend to in life for his glory and for his name's sake, in the name of Jesus. You're getting the point I'm making this morning. Someone catching this word this morning? Hallelujah. Because it is very, very important. Catch a vision. Amen? Catch a vision. Dream a dream of the things, of the great future that God has for you. Are the points being, are the points coming out clearly to us now about this preparation? 
The first thing is to know that God has a great destiny for you in Christ Jesus. The second thing is to catch the vision of that greatness, of that great future that God has for you. It will keep you in line. Proverbs 29, verse 18. In Proverbs 29, verse 18, the scripture, can someone read it from a modern translation for us? But my translation says, where there is no revelation, it's actually vision. Something is revealed to you. Something is made known to you in your heart. It is the same thing. The people cast off restraint. They don't have anything to guide them. They don't have anything to, 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 to restrain them. Hallelujah. But happy is he who keeps the law. Happy is he who follows principles, the precepts that God has laid for them to achieve what he wants them to achieve. Hallelujah. Can someone read another translation of that for me, please? When there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. They wander astray. Yes, go on, my brother. But when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. Can you see that? I'm going to pick that translation is powerful. When you follow... The revelation of the word of God brought to you, you walk in line with it, the heaven, the whole heaven, the whole heaven light will flood your soul, will flood your heart. Do you know why some people say, I won't do that? Even if every other person is doing it, I'm not going to do it because they've caught something in the law. Our young people hearing me this morning. Cut it. Maybe from that scripture, I can then quickly move on to the next thing. Because this is the way the revelation of the things that God will have you be and become we begin you know, to, 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 to take shape in your heart. The word of God has been brought up now. Is that, is that okay? One thing you also need to do is to pattern your life according to the word of God. So in that form becomes a necessity for you to give yourself to the word of God. Not just the, not just the, the, the advice of men or maybe of your peers. They will be useful if they fall in line with the word of God. Are you following me? You must love the word of God with your heart because it will keep you in line. It will keep you in focus of the way God will have you live your life and become what you want you to be. 
Give yourself to the word of God. Let the word of God be your guide in terms of how you conduct your life. The word of God will instruct you. The word of God will instruct your path. Amen. Regardless of what God wants to be, regardless of what that greatness is going to be, the word of God will be a guide for you, will build you to becoming that person. Hallelujah. I'll come to that shortly. Psalm 100 and 19, verse 9 and 10. Young people, if you are there, read for me. Because this is where it starts from. Where there is a vision of God, where there is a prophetic revelation like that, place puts it. And the prophetic revelation is not just until somebody comes to you and say, thus is the Lord. Though that works as well. Somebody may just speak something into your life and that opens your eyes. Are you getting me? There are people like that. You, you meet with them. And that's why all of us must equip ourselves to speak into lives of people. There are young people who have been called out you know, by some older men in the Lord. They say, I see something of the future for you. Get yourself ready for that. Are you getting me? That may be the beginning of your eyes being opened so that you then catch that same vision they have seen for yourself. Amen. Psalm 119 verses 9 and 10, who is reading that maybe 9 to 11 rather, sorry, it's 9 to 11. How can a young person stay pure by obeying your word? I have tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commands. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Yes, thank you, my brother. Can you see that? The word of God is the way a young man, a young woman would keep himself from wandering, from straying away. He said, your word I've hidden in my heart. I've kept your word securely in my heart that I may not sin against you. That was what it takes to begin to get yourself set for the future that is ahead of you. Because you have the privilege now of knowing that. You have the opportunity of knowing that. Don't let anyone tell you that the word of God is archaic. The word can drift. The world can go wherever they want to go. They will come back to the truth. Because the truth will always triumph. Truth will always prevail over lies. There are a lot of lies going around today, but people will get tired of them because it will not satisfy their souls. What they need is their maker. Let all the ideologies continue to fly around. One day, it will dawn on them that what they really needed the most, they turned their back at it. But you may be the savior for them at that time. I know someone who can help you. I know someone 
who can put your life together for you. Amen. How can a young man keep himself pure in this world by taking heed to your word, obeying, conforming to what your word says? Go to verse 97. Verse 97. You can read it, Tommy, if you, if you found it. The same chapter, verse 97. Oh, how I love your instructions. I think about them all day long. Oh, commands me. Oh, wait, wait one minute. Oh, how I love your instructions. I think about them all day long. I'm thinking about them. That's how to keep it in your heart. I'm meditating over them. I'm not just hearing and forgetting. I'm thinking about your instructions in my heart. Young people, it is the way to the future, the great future that God has for you. Go on. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they are my constant guide. Wait, yes, one, I have all. I'm reading one, one verse. Just, you read a verse, let me just comment. Your word has made me wiser than my enemies. Every young person must know that there are enemies to your future. I'm not talking about witches and wizards. I'm just things that just don't want you to become what God wants you to be. That's what I'm talking about. Some of them are counsels from other people, young people like you. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. I like that. And the, and the devil is simply using them to derail your future. But how do you overcome that? How do you become wiser than them? Through the word of God. You know what the word of God has said. You can only laugh. Say, okay, I, I've heard you. Are you getting me? Your, the word of God will make us wiser we make you wiser than those things that are capable of affecting the great future that God has for you. Young girls, it will come from some young men. Young men, it will come from some young women who have not the spirit of God. But know that that's a battle for your soul. That's a battle for your future. We talk about Joseph. I cannot stop referring to Joseph every day. The enemy came. In fact, it was the devil in the house that day. Wearing the clothes of a woman. Are you getting what I'm talking about? The wife of Potiphar. And it can also go the other way. You remember Dinah, the daughter of Mr. Jacob? She just went out. And the enemy just captured the future. You will be wiser than your enemies. You will be wiser than any weapon formed or fashioned in the kingdom of darkness against your future in the name of Jesus. 
Freedom. Yes, I have more insight than my teachers, for I'm always thinking of your laws. Yes. Go on. I am even wiser than my elders, for I have kept your commandments. Amen. And what? It makes me wiser. It just makes me wiser. It gives me wisdom. That even when some older people are telling you something that you know is not correct, you can decide and say, no, sorry about that. I'm not taking it. The young Kyla told us how she debated with a teacher in school about what she believed. In her class, and the teacher had to say, yes, I, I, I think I take your argument. <laughs> you remember that time? Yes. No, that is just what it is. Say, teacher, I respect you so much about all that you are teaching me, but this one, it's contrary to what I know. It's as simple as that. May the Lord give us understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. The word of God. Give the word of God a place inside your heart. It's going to help you greatly. It's going to give you the future that God has planned for you. You know, it takes wisdom to, to defeat the craftiness of the evil one. The enemy is cunning, is crafty, but the wisdom of God will always beat him down, hands down, at any time T. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is someone following this? Let's take it further. Turn with me quickly to 2 Timothy, the book of 2 Timothy. Okay. The book of 2 Timothy, I may just dwell on the book of Timothy perhaps for the rest of this afternoon, but let's see how it goes. In 2, did I say 2 Timothy first? Yes, I think. Uh, <clears throat> Let's go to 2 Timothy. That's where I want to go first, chapter 3. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, look at what the great leader, Paul, was telling uh, his protege, uh, Timothy, his son in the law. Yeah, it says, from verse 10, for you are carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecution, affliction, which happened to me at Antioch, and, and on and on. Go to verse 12. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I think I've started from too early. Okay, that, that's fine. Let me just go on. But evil men, verse uh, 13 now, evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Those are the enemies I'm talking about. People who are bent on evil will continue to deceive. They'll go worse. If we are talking about negative influences, please, they will continue to increase. There's nothing we can do about that. 
but there is something that gives victory. Look at that. But you, verse 14, must continue in the things you have learned and have been assured of knowing from whom you have learned them. And that from childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures. From childhood, there's something you have known that will de deliver you from deceit of the enemy, of, the, of those deceivers. There's the truth to keep in your heart as you go from the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise. Can you see that? Make you wise, give you wisdom. The word of God gives wisdom for life, wisdom for living, wisdom to triumph. True faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Then he talks about all scripture is given by, you know, by the inspiration of God and is profitable, useful for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. I want someone to read a modern translation of that last verse for me. That the man of God. That the man of God. There is something the word of God does for you. It prepares you. It equips you for the great future that God has for you. Amen. The word of God is a comprehensive equipment for the future that God has for you. Amen. Anyone reading that last two verses, 16 and 17? As I begin to round up here. God has transmitted his very substance into every scripture, for it is God-breathed. It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take right direction. Oh, you see that? Giving you the strength to take the right direction. There's always a, a wrong bend for every man. Everyone, whether old or young, there's a place where you just know I've taken the wrong bend here. I've taken the wrong turn here. Are you following me? But the word of God will guide you to say, no, that's not the wrong, the right way to turn. If you are already on it, he said, no, turn back. Make a U-turn. Like our satnas will tell us. When you enter into the wrong road, he said, go a few distance and make a U-turn. You are back on the road again. Amen. Go on, my brother. And it leads you deeper into the path of godliness. Yes. Then you will be God's servant, fully mature and perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives you. I like that. To fulfill any assignment. And that's why I've told you, I'm not just talking about preachers. I'm talking about any assignment in any place. God has placed you and what he has in mind for you, what he has in mind for you to accomplish. Amen. That is what the word of God does. And as we round up, go with me now back to 1 Timothy chapter 4. I'll round up there just so that we end this today and we can continue any other day that God will have us do so. And I want us to read from verse 12. Maybe that Passion Translation will help me to 16. Verses 12 to 16. The Passion Translation is likely going to help me here. 
And I'll give the other two points and we'll close today. Yes, go on. Passion translation. Which verses? Which verses? Verses 12 to 16. Don't be intimidated by those who are older than you. Well, that's, 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 that's the first place to don't be intimidated. Don't be intimidated. One of the things that every young person must conquer to become all that God wants you to be is dealing with fear and intimidation. Amen. Don't be intimidated. Don't be afraid. Don't let the credentials of people shut you down. Are you following me? Don't be intimidated. It may not even be people who are older than you. It may even be people who are younger than you or people who are your age. Don't let anyone at all intimidate you. Avoid fear. Refuse to be intimidated. People may not necessarily like you to start with, but don't be intimidated. And I pray against spirit of timidity in anyone here this day in the name of Jesus. You are not going to be arrogant, but don't be intimidated also. Go on. Simply be the example they need to see. Simply be the example that they need to see. You know, we have talked about that before. It's about making up your mind to be exemplary. It's about making up your mind. Make up your, I'm going to be exemplary. It's part of the great preparation you need. Make up your mind. Don't be intimidated. Make up your mind to be exemplary. Because what makes people to conform to peer pressure is intimidation. You just feel you'll be out. You'll be isolated. They'll see you as awkward and different for not doing the kind of thing they want you to do with them. Don't be intimidated with that. Simply make up your mind to be exemplary. It starts from the mind. I want to be the example they need to see. Go on, my brother. Do this by being faithful and true in all that you do. Speak the truth and live a life of purity and authentic love as you remain strong in your faith. Amen. Remain strong as you remain strong in your faith. Be faithful, be authentic, speak the truth. Be genuine. Be genuine. With everyone, be genuine. Just be yourself. Someone was speaking to me a few days ago. I was talking about you know, the need. They want to behave in certain ways for some reasons. I said, be yourself. If you try to behave in certain ways, you will never be at peace. It will put you under too much pressure. Just be yourself. It's the rule of the game. Be yourself. Yourself is yourself. That's your uniqueness. Go on, my brother. So until I come, be diligent in devouring the word of God. You see that again. The word of God has come in again. Hasn't it come in? The word of God. Just keep that point regularly. Be, be diligent in devouring. If you want to be exemplary, devour the word of God. Consume the word of God. Eat the word of God like a food. Read it on your home. 
much more than just coming around together like this. Read the word of God on your own. Learn it. And you are not too young to learn it. As long as you are old enough to read the Bible, you are enough to, you are old enough to learn what it says. Are you getting me? This is what the Lord is teaching you this morning for the greatness that God has for you for the future. I'm going to make the last two points now. Go on, my brother. Be faithful in prayer and in teaching the believers. Be faithful in prayer. Now, the next point I want to say is that pray, pray, pray. Young people, pray, pray, pray. Learn the act of praying. Don't wait until you are in trouble before you pray. Pray, pray, pray. Cultivate the art of prayer like Daniel. Learn to pray. Learn to pray. Learn to pray. Not when, not just when mom and dad say, let us pray. Learn to pray. Learn to pray. Learn to pray. I cannot emphasize it enough. Learn to pray. Pray for grace. Pray for help of God. Pray for wisdom. Pray for guidance. Pray, pray, pray. Cultivate it from now. Are you following me? Pray. You work hard or pray? You do everything you need to do? Pray. Let your life be built in a prayerful way. It's your equipping. It is what you need. Why did Jesus teach us? He said, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Because of my time, I won't tell you uh, a story my pastor many years ago told us about that. Go on. Don't minimize the powerful gift that operates in your life, for it was imparted to you by the laying on of hands of the elders. Don't minimize the powerful gift that God has given you. Perhaps this is the last point I'm going to make. Use the gift of God. Develop the talent that God has given you, the gift that God has given you, and use it. Identify that the gift that God has given you, you have a gift. You have a special gift in you. Identify what it is. You have unique talent. Identify what it is. Develop it and use it. Amen. Develop it and use it. Use it in the church where you are. Give yourself to service where you are. Develop, find an area of things you love to do that you can do in the church. And your gifts are not necessarily just for church meetings alone. There are gifts that will express themselves in diverse ways in other places outside of church environment. Just know what, what gift has God given me? Many times I get frustrated when I ask young people, what, what, what gifts or special attributes do you think God has given you? I, don't, I really don't know. God has given you gifts to use. Develop it. Know what it is. Seek every means to develop it. No gift becomes precious except you develop it. Develop yourself in those things. Begin to use them publicly everywhere because it is your testimony. It is your testimony. Know that there's a special gift inside of you to attain to the great future that God has for you. Your gift will announce you. Your gift will bring you to the open. So says Proverbs 18 verse 16, the gift of a man will make room for him. It will bring him before great king. 
Identify what special grace, what special gift you have and use it. Use it to bless other people. There are things you have in you. They are unique to you. Some of you is the ability to build friendship. As simple as that. I can connect with people. You can connect with people readily. Use it. It may be a gift to, to be able to even have relationship with people. They say, this one is difficult. You say, don't worry. There are diverse gifts. Diverse good artistic gifts. They are part of the things you use to glorify God. Your voice, your hands, your legs. You know the gift is the gift of God to have a leg that can play football. <laughs> you don't know. It is. It depends on how you develop it. May the Lord give us understanding in Jesus' name. And very lastly, don't be afraid to share your faith with others. When people admire you, they say nice things about you. Don't be afraid to share your faith. We are in an age where young people don't want to share their faith, especially Christian young people. They don't want to share their faith. They don't want to say, I'm a, I'm, I'm a Christian. They don't want to say, I belong to God. Use your gift and share your faith with people. Are you following me? That's what you have. Oh, I go to church. Oh, you want to come with me? Yes. As they begin to advance, say, okay, I'll come, I'll, I'll come with you next week. Maybe that next week came. They say, oh, I have something to go and do. They say, okay, there's another week coming. May the Lord bless us. May the Lord use this word to stir up our young people, even for the great future that God has for them. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah.